listen to, just listen to what this story says. A Boston preacher, Dr. S.D. Gordon, placed a beat-up, bent, rusted old birdcage beside his pulpit when he told this story. An unkept, unwashed little lad about 10 years old was coming up the alley swinging this old caved-in birdcage with several tiny birds shivering on the floor of it. The compassionate Dr. Gordon asked the boy where he got the birds. He said he trapped them. Dr. Gordon asked what he was going to do with them. The boy said he was going to play with them, have fun with them. The preacher said, sooner or later you're going to get tired of them. Then what you going to do with them? The lad said, I have some cats at home. They like birds. I'll feed them to my cats. Dr. Gordon said, son, how much do you want for the birds? The boy, surprised, hesitated and said, mister, you don't want these birds. They can't even sing. They're ugly. The preacher said, just tell me how much do you want? The grubby little lad thought about it. He squinted up one eye. He calculated and hesitated and said, $2. To the boy's surprise, Dr. Gordon reached into his pocket handed the boy two $1 bills. The preacher took the cage. The boy, in a wink, hurried up the alley. In a sheltered crevice between buildings, Dr. Gordon opened the door of the cage and tapped on the rusty exterior. He encouraged the little birds one at a time to find their way out through the narrow door and fly away. Thus, having accounted for the empty birdcage beside his pulpit, the preacher went on to tell what seemed at first like a separate story. Once upon a time, Jesus and the devil had engaged in a negotiation. Satan had boasted how he had baited a trap in Eden's garden and caught himself a world full of people. What are you going to do with those people in your cage? Jesus wanted to know. The devil said, I'm going to play with them. I'm going to tease them. I'm going to make them marry and divorce and fight and kill one another. I'm going to teach them how to throw bombs on one another. I'm going to have fun with them. Jesus said, you can't have fun with them forever. When you get tired of playing with them, what are you going to do with them? Satan said, damn them. They're no good anyway. Damn them. Kill them. Jesus said, how much do you want for them? How much do you want for them? Satan said, you can't be serious. If I sell them to you, they'll just spit on you. They'll hate you. They'll hit you and beat you. They'll hammer nails into you. They're no good. Jesus said, 
How much? Satan said, all your tears and all your blood, that's the price. Jesus took the cage and paid the price and opened the door. He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. For glory to God, he set me free. Why don't you lift your hands and worship? Give the Lord a good praise here tonight. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help us, God. Help us, Lord. With that story in mind, I'd like you to turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. That's where I'd like to read to you from. We'll begin with verse 11. Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 11. Would you stand, please, for the reading of the word of the Lord? But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you about the power of the blood. The power of the blood. Would you lift your hands and pray for me? Ask the Lord to walk among us and help us here tonight. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I love you, God. Lord, I honor you and bless you, Jesus. I thank you, Master, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for your grace and compassion. Would you meet us here tonight, God, and do that work that only you can do. Accomplish your divine will, Lord. Would you save? Would you set someone free from the grip of sin tonight, God? Now thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Church said amen. Won't you lift your hands and thank him for the blood? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated if you'd like. The blood of Jesus Christ is central to the New Testament concept of redemption. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. 
I know that we've been thrust into a time when many uh, call this religion, this Christianity, this trust and hope that we've put in the shed blood of Christ a bloody religion. And they'll call us fanatical. Some say that it's grotesque, unnecessary to think about such gruesome awfulness a man being beaten and hanged upon a cross. That's just old-fashioned. And there are even churches in the United States of America that are taking the blood out of their songbooks. They're taking the blood out of their Sunday school literature. They're taking the blood out of their new versions of the Bible. But I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Ephesus in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. He said, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. There's only one way for a man or a woman to stand justified in the presence of God. You must come to that fountain that is filled with blood that was drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And the songwriter said, when sinners plunge beneath that flood, they lose all their guilty stains. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands and praise the Lord here? Hallelujah. Amen. God early on in the Bible began to reveal to man the power of the blood. Way back in the Old Testament times, uh, it's been mentioned already here, Brother Prescott and some of the other brethren have mentioned the story of Adam and Eve, God's first man and woman. He put them in Eden's beautiful garden. But he gave them a direct commandment, don't eat the fruit that grows on the tree, uh, the knowledge of good and evil. He said, when you eat that fruit, thou shalt surely die. That's when Satan entered into that garden, amen, and in the form of a serpent, he began to talk to Eve. I, but I, listen, I, I've heard a lot of people uh, put a lot of bad things off on Eve. And we know, amen, that she was deceived. Uh, but Adam eat that apple with both his eyes, or that, that fruit with both his eyes wide open. Can you say amen? Amen. He knew he could tell by her countenance that something was wrong, but he took it anyway. Satan used the same temptation on Eve that is used on humanity from that time until now. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Come on now. Amen. God said to the man and to the woman in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Come on now. God began to reveal to mankind, amen, the importance of the blood back in the very beginning when man first transgressed against the Lord of God, God began to reveal, amen, the importance of the blood. Amen. He took that innocent animal and he slew it in Eden's beautiful garden and he wrapped 
man up and those coats that he made were skins. Amen. Listen to me. In the process of time, Adam and Eve had two sons. The Bible tells us of, amen, by the name of Cain and Abel. Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a tiller of the ground. Amen. They evidently had been taught by their mother and father. Amen. That there must be a sacrifice. God must have blood to accept you. I want you to understand something here tonight. Amen. There's nothing that can save you but the power of the blood of King Jesus. There's nothing that can deliver you but the power of the blood of King Jesus. There's nothing that can sanctify you. Nothing that can wash you and make you clean but the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm hurrying through this. I don't want to be in a great big hurry. I need to slow down here. Oh, God. Praise God. They brought their offerings unto God. And the Bible said that God had respect unto Abel's offering. Cain brought the fruit of the ground, but Abel brought the firstlings of his flock with the fat thereof. Hallelujah. God was setting up a pattern. It's only the blood. Only the blood will be acceptable. I saw it again in the book of Genesis chapter 8 and verse 20. The Bible said, And Noah building an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar because of man's sin against God. Amen. Eight people were saved on planet earth. God destroyed everything on planet earth with a great flood. Amen. But Noah was a righteous man because he heard the voice of God and he obeyed the voice of God and he built an ark to the saving of his house. Can you say amen? Praise God. Oh, listen to me, folks. Amen. When that water began to assuage, amen, and the flood tides rolled back and that ark found its resting place on the top of lofty Mount Ararat. Amen. God told Noah it's time for you to leave this ark. The first thing he did when he got off of that ark, he found him a bunch of rocks and he built him up an altar and he offered one of every clean beast and one of every clean fowl on that altar as a sacrifice to God. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how long it must have took for Noah to offer one of every clean beast and one of every clean fowl on that altar unto God? Was it days? Was it weeks? I don't know. Oh, God. 
amen. But I guarantee you, when Noah got done worshiping God for his goodness and his kindness, amen, there was blood on his hands. There was blood in his beard. There was blood on his garments. Amen, there was, he was standing in a puddle of blood. Come on, say amen to me, somebody. Praise God. I'll tell you something, folks. God was pointing mankind to that time when he would send his only begotten son to die on Calvary's cross. Praise God. The Bible continued the story in the book of Leviticus chapter 4. Amen. The, the scripture pertains to priests, I understand. But the Bible said, beginning in verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do against any of them. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin which he hath sinned a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip the tip of his finger in water. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Did you hear what the Bible said? Amen. If the people sin, they've got to bring an offering to the house of God. Amen. If the priest sins according to the sin of the people, then he has to bring a young bullock. Amen. Without spot, without blemish. He brings him to the door of that Old Testament tabernacle. Amen. Leading him by a rope. Praise God. And when he gets him at the door of the tabernacle, the priest that is anointed, he makes his exit out. Praise God. Amen. He lays his hand on the head of that bull. Amen. As a transference. Amen. Of that man's sin upon that bullock. And he takes a knife and he cuts his throat. Come on now. And he catches every drop of blood that he can get in a basin. I really didn't comprehend this. I preached this for years. I had my friend in Africa. We buy a beef cow every year. Brother Sonny Griswold's church has been good. Uh, for 15 or 16 years to give us enough money 
to have camp meeting in Cameroon uh, the first couple of weeks of December. And it's got to the place where we can, we can buy a cow. And them brothers will go to the market and they'll buy a cow. And I, I wish I wouldn't have seen it, but they sent me a video of how they deal with it. They, they ain't like Americans. They ain't got guns and bullets. But they got real sharp knives. They hobbled that cow together so he couldn't kick. And one man put his foot on his tail. And another man grabbed him by the horn as he lay on his side. And he took that sharp machete and he slit his throat. And that blood begin to puddle up all around that bullet and run out into the drain. I'm sorry, amen, if this disgusts you. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. Amen. That's what was happening in the book of Leviticus chapter 4. Amen. And that priest would take that basin of blood and he would turn and walk through the door of the tabernacle and he would go amen to that altar and he would take his finger and he would dip it in that blood and he would sprinkle it on that altar. Come on, can you help me right here somebody? Praise God. Amen. Uh, he said, uh, and the priest shall dip his finger in the blood uh, and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, uh, before the veil uh, of the sanctuary. That's where he did it. Uh, praise God. Uh, I've read about that veil. Uh, I did a little studying about that veil. Uh, amen. And I saw beautiful uh, artworks from men's uh, uh, imagination and from the description uh, of the Bible. Uh, amen but I've not seen one yet that looked actually like it looked. If you could see that Old Testament veil, amen, it had blood stains all over it, praise God. Amen, where that priest had flicked that blood to cover the sin of the people. Praise God. Amen. That's the Old Testament that Old Testament blood, amen, could only stay God's judgment for a little while. Amen. There's an example left us in the book of Exodus chapter 12. Uh, Israel is getting ready to make their exit, amen, from Egypt's bondage. And God gives Moses a plan, amen, and it's concerning the blood. He's to take a uh, every household is to take a lamb of the first year and they're to put him up and keep him for a certain amount of days and look him over real good and make sure there's no spots or no blemishes on him. Amen. And just when the time is right, when Moses told them to do it, uh, amen, uh, they was to kill that lamb uh, in the evening. Uh, amen. Uh, and they was to take the blood uh, of that lamb uh, and put it on the uh, doorpost uh, of the houses uh, where they lived in Goshen uh, and upon the upper lintels uh, of the door. Come on, say amen. Uh, amen. God said, uh, I'm about to pass through Egypt uh, and send my judgment uh, upon all the gods of 
Egypt. I'm going to take the firstborn. Amen. But when I pass through and I see the blood, I will pass over you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's always been the blood. It's always in the blood. Come on and praise him here, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. But that blood only covered and hid and veiled them from the judgment of God for a little while. The Hebrew writer teaches us that there was something that that blood could not do. The blood of bulls and of goats and of lambs, even though they were looked over by humanity and thought to be perfection, that blood could only stay God's judgment for a little while. Hey, but it could not change the nature inside of the man creature. Come on now. Amen. Humanity needed a redeemer, somebody that could come and change the nature of a man or a woman's heart. Amen. Mankind needed somebody. Praise God. The Bible said that Hebrews 10 and 4, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. It could only only clothe it, cover it up, or hide it for just a little while, but it could never take it away. Amen. But thank God, the Bible said in Galatians 4 and 4 and 5, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. Amen. That we might receive the adoption of sons. Woo! Praise God. Brother Prescott's been talking to us about that so wonderfully in the mornings. But maybe you're here tonight and you haven't been in the morning services. I'll tell you something. The blood's power is the only thing that can keep you from sinning. The only thing that can change your nature. Amen. Amen. Mankind needed a redeemer. Amen. And God sent his only begotten son. The Bible said it's been quoted over and over in this meeting. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. You know what the next verse said? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. There's a big difference in conviction and condemnation. Come on, say amen to me, somebody. Conviction helps you and it brings you to God. Amen. But condemnation and guilt and shame is what you feel when you come to realize you broke the law of God. How did this Redeemer do it? You know, I found it interesting. I looked up that word redeem years ago, and I found 
three definitions. You know, us preachers, we kind of, sometimes I've been guilty of it. I just uh, kind of pick and choose, you know. I, whichever one sounds the best, that's the one I want. But uh, these three are all in agreement. That word redeem, to redeem, it means to buy again something that's been sold by paying back the price to him that bought it. That's like the little boy and his birds in the birdcage. S.D. Gordon paid the price and set them free. He redeemed them. It means to deliver and bring out of bondage those who were kept prisoner by their enemies. Praise God. I like that and I like that, but this last one I really like. I think this applies to me. Amen. And more saints in this building tonight can say amen. Amen. The third definition to redeem, it means to purchase a slave for the express purpose of setting him free. Woo! Redemption. To buy a slave and turn him loose. That's redeemed, glory to God. Amen. Praise God. You better be glad I can't sing. I take off a singing. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. I'd sing when the redeemed go marching in. Glory to God. I'd sing you a redemption song. Oh, lift your hands and praise the Lord, somebody. Come on and give him worship here tonight. Hallelujah. Come on and worship the Lord here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. How did he do it? How does he redeem? Peter said in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, and without spot, hallelujah. Glory to God. That's how we're redeemed. Jesus paid the price. He paid sin's penalty. That's what the preacher man was talking to us about. He made his opening remarks of this service. Praise God. Let me tell you what the Bible said in the book of Acts, chapter 4 and verse 12. The Bible said, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Come on now. In Colossians 1 and 14, amen, uh, Paul's talking about Jesus. He said, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not going to preach long here tonight. I want you to understand something. Calvary 
Amen. Jesus was the greatest gift that God could ever give humanity. Amen. He gave his only begotten son. Hey, they spit on him, drove nails through his flesh. They poked a spear in his side. Praise God. They didn't kill him. They thought they did. But he done told them, I lay down my life willingly. You can't take my life from me. I am God the Son. I am that I am. Come on, say amen. Before Abraham was, I am. I'm laying it down. I can't explain it to you. I can't describe it all to you. But I sure am glad for it. I said, I sure am glad for it. I'm happy about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. He gave his life for me. Amen. He gave his life a ransom for the whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on, say amen. Praise God. I'm glad it didn't matter what our standing in society was. I'm glad it didn't matter Amen. What gutter he found us in. I'm glad it didn't matter if he was raised on a church pew or not. I'm glad his redemption is for everybody. Praise God. You and me and us, all of us alike, he came to pay the price. Oh, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Now the decision, now the choice is left to someone in this room tonight. Somebody that God has burdened my heart for. Somebody that needs to be covered, washed in this blood of the Lamb. Are you here tonight? Are you here wandering? Amen. Maybe you've been in and got out. Maybe you're here tonight and you've failed until you can get back up again. Praise God. Maybe you're here tonight. Amen. And God's been dealing with you and talking to you. Amen. Little things have happened. And you know it's God. Nobody said anything to anybody. You know it's God. I'll tell you why he does that. It's because he paid this great price. Because he loves you so much. And he wants you to go to heaven. I said he wants you to go to heaven. Ah, listen. I've read about that beautiful city. Hey, man, I read about those 12 gates. And if I'm right, they're all standing wide open, Brother Prescott. Hey, man, I thought that, hey, man, they're not designed to keep people out. They're designed to get as many in as wants to come. Can you shout amen? You're the only one that'll stand in between you and heaven. Sin is the only thing that can keep you out of heaven. But there's a cure. I said there's a cure. A price has been paid. Stand to your feet with me, would you, all over this place?
Hear the words of Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah 1 and 18. God is speaking through him. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as white as wool. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you some of my testimony last night. When I was a boy, I had an image in my mind of God, an old man with a big, long, flowing white beard and a great big stick in his hand. Hey, man, he's just got a sour look on his face, and he's just waiting on you to mess up so he can knock you over the head with that stick and thump you over into hell. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. That ain't the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible loved you so much that he says, if you'll come and reason with me, if you'll come, we can work through this together. If you'll come, I'll wash you. I'll take care of your sin problem, and you can be delivered. You can be set free. You can be redeemed. You can get a brand new start. But you got to do the coming. You're the one that's got to make the choice. Jesus said to the church in Revelation 3 and 20, I'm very aware that he was speaking to the church, the people of God. But I, I like this scripture in this context, in this setting. Christ said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. Doesn't matter how you've dressed. Doesn't matter what you've said. Doesn't matter the things that's come out of your mouth, what you put into your body. He said, I'm knocking on the door of your heart. If you'll just open the door, I'll come in and we'll supper together. Praise God. 